0: Jason
1: is here. Hello everyone. I'm Jason Ward from MakingStars.net, And uh today we're gonna to be talking about this Ray movie. Uh the hashtag Ray Delay, uh as Matt Risman called it, famously. And uh we're gonna have Rob and Bespin with us today. We got two Robs for the price of one. Oh, we lost the extra <laughs> Rob. Now there's them, just one Rob again. I don't know why there's two it's Robs. It's one of them. Now there's two of them. How's it going, Mr. Bespin Bulletin? Mr. Bulletin?
2: All good, all good. Just getting flack for this right article, which isn't even mine, but cool.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what happened with that? Oh, well, there's wanna...
2: more than that. There's just, like, people, like, replying to to the tweet, being, I don't know, just being weird about it, like, shoot the messenger. It's not my report. It's a report from an outlet that is good for smaller movies Um, because I followed them for years. Yeah, I don't know. One of my friends texted me a picture and it was like they quote tweeted it. And there's some dudes who are saying, Oh, it's sources, trust me, bro. Trust like, me, best bro. Bolton, best in and, and sources, sources. Like, trust me, bro. Like, yeah, yeah mate, of course. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know how many years I've been doing this at this point. Like, I don't know, since 2017, I've been doing this,
1: maybe. So. Yeah, yeah, well, it it doesn't even matter, cause because no, at the happens, end of the day, so. you told that person something that they didn't want to hear, and then now every time you say something, steering- trimming- amp- don't hear it, don't hear it, don't hear it. Trust me, bro. It's just it's a it's a dumb game. Um, yeah, I I have this one jackass who um, you know role plays as me. He likes, okay. pro- he likes to he likes to he's sort of like a Jason Ward Larp'er. And um, trust me, bro, I'm a scooper. And uh right. goes out and, and 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 tweets like doubt whenever there's anything and people send it to me. And um it make, <laughs> it makes me laugh because this same idiot when I said that the Mando movie was on was Mando was on track to be a movie, uh did the doubt thing and got like likes from their little sewing circle. And then um and I, I laughed when it when it panned out because it just shows what a total idiot that person is. And then today they're doing it again on this other outlet's report, which, um, you know, as always, when it comes to a report about a Star Wars movie being delayed and what the story was, I'm always of the opinion that it's probably like in this case, what it's from a reputable outlet. So we should take it seriously. And it's probably mostly accurate. Maybe all of the the stuff inside is kind of, you know, maybe in some of it's not right. Maybe, maybe it all is, but um, to go, and to doubt that the ray movie is indefinitely delayed when they just announced the next star wars movie is not the ray movie that they announced was the next star wars movie makes you officially stupid just mm-hmm. just you're just stupid i mean mm-hmm. in, 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 a, in a lot of ways this being delayed isn't even a, isn't surprising at all no. like it's not it's it's a it's 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 an official like yes from a, from a, from a, from the media, that side, it's happening. It is delayed, yeah. But we fuck. We know that. We know this. This isn't like but the
2: thing is though. You see it all the time. Mm-hmm. People don't understand the the term indefinitely delayed. They yes. see that as oh, it's cancelled. It's gone. Whereas right. in reality, it's just it doesn't have a date. Like it's just ridiculous. But it's it's Definitely. a common thing.
1: Right. Well what 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 indefin- the, the definition of of indefinitely for those who don't know is for an unlimited or unspecified period of time such as the talks can go on indefinitely and that really pertains to this kind of this kind of situation because what do you have when you have people writing and talking about that ray movie internally at Lucasfilm uh, yeah it's in it's stuck in an indefinite loop of not going forward at the moment until they crack something, until something big happens, it's indefinitely delayed. But uh yeah, let's uh I'll share your article that you got. Jason. Hmm? Jason, I wrote a
0: three-film trilogy fan film on my own over the weekend. What's the big deal? Can't
1: oh, it's indefinitely delayed <laughs> until Bestman and I read it and, and, and critique it. Oh uh, yeah. But um, All right, so here we go. Daisy Riddle, this is from bestmanbulletin.com. Oh yeah, before we get started, um, the best way to support the channel is to become a channel member or a Patreon supporter for making Star Wars. And uh, same thing here, if you read bestmanbulletin.com, which is the site that we use all the time on on this show, um, you can send him a coffee or you can become a Patreon supporter of bestmanbulletin.com. And, and, uh, and if
0: you're low on funds, if you're low on funds, for the love of God, just leave a comment in the actual YouTube video, because that's how YouTube shares the for, video. Yeah, right? yeah, like,
1: Engagement. like, yeah, yeah, you, Comments can,
0: you can do more than the likes. So definitely mm-hmm. just leave a comment. Just yeah. be like definitely indefinitely. Just write but, that.
1: But to, right? but just to be clear, cash is king. <laughs> uh, All right, cash is king.
0: Cash is king. Cash will get the Ray movie. done. can we go fund me the Ray movie? Can we just no the money?
1: So they just, no, right. no, but the we could only, right. we we only fans a Ray movie if you want, though. I guarantee the Saudis, that
2: it, they bought it, didn't they?
1: No, we'll do uh, that, some,
2: we'll some only fans. I'll, I'll post some tongue pictures.
1: Oh my that'll, god, that'll, that'll get either uh, Bespin's COVID tongue is gnarly. Let's just put it that way. I'm yeah. surprised you can speak. Um, okay, this is from bestspinbulletin.com. Daisy Ridley's untitled Ray Skywalker Star Wars movie reportedly delayed indefinitely, Stephen Knight possibly exiting. And, um, you know, you on that front.
2: I tried to, like, oh, traumatize it, you
1: know? Uh, yeah, I, I, I took your picture, removed her, took Matt Risman's Ray Delay, made a big Ray Delay thing with her crying in front of it. So I feel like you and Matt Risman kind of made a baby on that one. Mm-hmm. And then Star Wars Santa cried, of course, like, that frizz. oh, yeah, Star Wars, <laughs> Star Wars, Santa definitely cried a little bit when he heard this news. I don't know that for certain, but I can guarantee you he had a he had a Santa tier. And when he when he when he when it fell down, you know, like it just totally drenched one of those one of those little elves. And then he froze to death and he, now his family can't eat this winter. Sad. The untitled Ray Skywalker movie led by Daisy Ridley is reportedly having issues in the creative process. And that due to these issues, the writer of the film may be on the verge of exiting and the film itself has suffered an indefinite delay, which we will not define the word for you again. Um, according to a new report from World of Real, uh, that is, a, I believe that's a reality TV show where they put five critics into a house. And for the very first time, they're going to have to live on their own without a TV. Is that, is that correct? World is it, of Real. Is it just a film? Okay. I hope Puck's on it from Puck News. All right. Anyways, that, that that went too old. That went that went MTV 1992. All right. An outlet I followed for a long time and read almost daily, the Daisy. Oh, sorry. According to a new report from the World of Real, an outlet I followed for a long time and read almost daily, the Daisy Ridley-led flick has suffered in an indefinite delay. Real isn't known for breaking stories on blockbuster franchises such as Star Wars and Marvel. So the name might not be too familiar to my readers, but they get a lot right with smaller movies, which is why I follow their work. And uh, it is kind of a different field though. I will say, but at the same time, I I believe them for that reason, this report shouldn't be written off, but just because an outlet is reliable in one field, doesn't mean they are in another good work Bestman. that's what I was saying. Um, You said it first in their article, world of real, uh, that's a, that's a hard say, world, world of real, yeah. Uh, for a mush mouth <laughs> like me, it's difficult. Shares Action! that they're Hollywood.
0: Kathleen Kennedy has started again, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you see what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. that it's that time on the march voice, right? Yeah, yeah. it's pronunciation, you have to syllabize it properly, Jason.
1: Not to be confused with the zoology site, World of Eel. All right, shares that they aren't keen on looking for information on Star Wars, but that well-informed sources have shared details worth sharing. So most likely what we have here before we go on is, but we have we have Stephen Knight who works more probably in their wheelhouse of films that they may cover. Probably uh, they have a source probably close to Stephen Knight and then the Star Wars news bleeds over through that because it's probably from something else, most likely. So World of Real are reporting that Disney has internally delayed the Ray Skywalker film indefinitely, which is why they've pivoted to The Mandalorian and Grogu being the next theatrically released feature film and why the flick was announced last week. Real adds that due to the creative issues going on behind the scenes, Disney and Lucasfilm are no longer confident that the Ray film will release in the near future. As mentioned, the problems plaguing the Daisy Ridley-led film stem from creative issues. According to World of Reel, Lucasfilm and the film's current writer, Stevie Knight, Peaky Blinders, are butting heads. Knight has reportedly submitted a draft and Lucasfilm did not like what was turned in, giving Knight so many notes that he would essentially have to start from scratch on a new draft. This outlet, or The outlet goes on to say that Stephen Knight's frustration with the studio has continued to grow and is seemingly at a boiling point as the writer might not be staying on board. The Ray film world of real ads that night has put star Wars on the back burner as he's focusing his efforts on completing the script for his Peaky blinders movie, which is due to begin filming this summer was due last fall after suffering a delay in development and production due to the WGA SAG after strikes. God, I can't wait. Until we hit the the part of this where we never have to say WGA SAG You've after You've got a while. Again. You've got like another. I know. Too. I just can't wait though. Was it um, like last
2: year or something? They were still using COVID for a delay in like a Tom Cruise movie. Mm-hmm. Like I'm pretty sure they
1: were. Yeah. uh Last week, Making Star Wars reported that, according to a source of his, Steven Knight had yet to complete a draft of the Daisy really led feature and added, I'm not saying he's going to write it or not, I don't know. MSW shared that the schedule, that sounds like me, shared that the scheduling and stars did not align for Knight and Lucasfilm. Development on the untitled Ray Skywalker movie began over two years ago with Damon Lindelof, Watchmen, and Justin Britt Gibson into the Badlands, writing the project. In 2022, Lindelof assembled a writer's room for the project, which was envisioned as a standalone film. But if successful, sequels could follow. Members of the Lindelof Writers' Room included Patrick Somerville, Station Eleven, Raina McClendon, Briar, Patch, Andy Greenwald, Legion, and more, as well as some other members of the Lucasfilm Story Group. Like Filoni was rumored, right? Mm-hmm. In March, they thought, anyways. In March of 2023, Lindelof and Britt Gibson exited the project and were immediately replaced by Stephen Knight. According to Jeff Snyder, who first broke that Lindelof was writing a Star Wars movie and was the first to break that he'd exited the project, Lindelof's scripts weren't good enough, and that Lucasfilm had no intention in working things out with Lindelof and Britt Gibson due to the quality of the script. Snyder added that he'd heard of friction between the two writers and Lucasfilm's presidents, Kathleen Kennedy, and the film's director, Charmaid Obeyed Chinoy. So... In April of 2023, the Ray Skywalker movie was officially announced at Star Wars Celebration. When on stage, Kennedy and Obeid Chanoi revealed that the film was set 15 years after the events of Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker and would follow Ray as she attempted to construct a new Jedi Order. During the interviews that followed, Kennedy revealed that Steven Knight was due to submit his draft in mid-May. However, this did not come to fruition as the Writers' Guild of America strike began on May 2nd, 2023, and ran until the end of September 2023. During this time, Knight was not permitted to work on the script. In June, Lucasfilm set three release dates for untitled Star Wars movies May 2026, December 2026, and December 2027. It was widely believed and reported by various insiders and trades that the untitled Race Cowker film would helm the May 22nd, 2026 date, and that the movie was Lucasfilm's priority, which was exactly true at the time. In November 2023, the film's lead, Daisy Ridley, shared that she believed her ray movie was the next Star Wars movie to be released in C-test during uh, further pointing to the May 2026 release window. However, last week, Lucasfilm announced The Mandalorian and Grogu, a film being written by Jon Favreau and Dave Filoni, which the former would also direct. Within its announcement, Lucasfilm revealed that the film is set to enter production later this year and will lead Lucasfilm's theatrical slate, which includes the Ray movie, Dave Filoni's Mandalorian crossover event film, and James Mangold's untitled Star Wars movie that focuses on the first ever Jedi. Due to Lucasfilm's uh, Lucasfilm's stating when production is due to the start of the Mandalorian and Grogu, that it's going to lead to their theatrical slate, it's assumed to be taking the May twenty-second. 2026 release window. God, it would almost be easier if these were just like window 1, window 2, window 3 cuz it's so uh confusing to keep all of their bullshit straight. So anyways, and then that's the end of the article. So uh yeah, with that right there, like if you think about it, um if it's not is it delayed or not? What say what say your sources? Well, every ever since we were moving into this mando concept, I mean, it's it's that's been an implied delay. I would say that seems fair, right? I mean, I mean, ever since we knew that they were going to go and do this, this Mando direction instead, that was going to release Mm
0: -hmm. two Star Wars movies in the same weekend. (laughs) Yeah. No, no. right. Right
1: folks. (laughs) Well, but what I, what I think this is actually saying right now, I think the silver lining for us is it's probably going to mean that we go Mando movie one Mando movie two, than the ray film if they have their way because that if you go both mando movies in that in that order um obviously it's good for the you know synergy of the two uh films uh get some momentum going you don't confuse the audience and maybe it allows you to develop this ray movie as well as you can obviously you can overdevelop as well i mean that's we might end up in that situation with it you know, where you have so much stuff planned that the first movie's not even fun, you know, like that's, it's happened, but yeah. Yeah. Matter of fact, go
0: look to star Trek, the motion picture as being something that was overdeveloped, started out as a TV series. that was going to have a whole new cast ended mm-hmm. up being a reunion film. <laughs> wow. You know what I mean? That was like loosely a remake of a episode of star Trek that none of the characters mentioned in the fucking movie you know yeah. what i mean and then the the production's given almost no time and douglas trumbull manages to pull out some kind of win uh but it feels like an overstuffed long bloated
2: special effects blah 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 you know like this does happen you know well if we, hmm. if we look at the if, if we you know theorize that the ray movie is going to come out in december 2027 at that point that movie would have been in some form of development for six years by the time it releases because they started work on it in 2021. Lindelof did. You know? Right. So that would have been a, a long time, but if they need to get it right, they need to get it right. And we were on here last, like, like literally a week ago, saying how it would be better to have Mando in May 26, and then the Filoni flick in December 26 That's what we wanted. So mm-hmm. we were fearful that the Ray film would be slammed in the middle. If this is, accurate and nobody's saying it is or isn't then chances are like it will get pushed or we could be in a situation where one of those dates disappears which is also a possibility
1: i think so i i mean when, when you get down to it i mean we do know I, I i believe it's very evident that what lucasfilm is currently doing and it's 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 also to use the same word again overdeveloping. Their Star Wars stuff, so that way they definitely have something to get ready to go, and to, that way that way they could hit release windows. Which
2: is which has been the logic for the last few years, and it's why mm-hmm. they've flung dates at walls repeatedly, but mm-hmm. haven't said which film is attached to which date, and it just right. comes through us or the trades or somebody to say, "Well, we're hearing this this one." Like for the longest time, it was tight, it was December 2025, and right. then this happens, the Ray movie, and it gets a lot of momentum. And development behind the scenes is like, no, it's Ray. It's the Ray movie, which is now December, uh, May 2026. And then right. it's just a, an ongoing thing. But they've never committed to a date, even with the Mandalorian Grogu by saying, We're filming it later this year. It's the first film to release on our theatrical slate. They didn't say it's May 22nd, 2026, even though that's the first film, that's the first date on their theatrical slate. You mm-hmm. know, they're still being non-committal to everything and have been for years this point
1: well yeah i mean shane peterson look like what he's he, shane is asking why do they need a writer's room for a movie then you have the lucasfilm story group and it's literally a room full of monkeys with typewriters well the, the lucasfilm story group on the story group side is it seems like most of that stuff is so is a, a suggestive group to filmmakers like J.J. J. Abrams. They suggested Luke Skywalker not be in the movie until the end. I believe that was Rain Roberts' concept. And then J.J. likes it and he takes it. And then they suggest things that could be novels. Oh, wouldn't it be cool if we did a novel about the Glove of Darth Vader? They make the Glove of Darth Vader and that kind of stuff. So that's not really what that that doesn't do. You know, they aren't. They don't even get the typewriters when you usually, and then, um, they're a peer review group more than I would say. My impression of them is that they are more of a peer review group as in the writer writes the thing and then they sit around and talk about it. I'm not a fan um, of it,
0: Jason, and not, not just in Lucasfilm in general, but in practice, For live action, that kind of story group, I'm not a fan of. It didn't work for Marvel Studios in the beginning. A lot of the shitty Marvel moves you got, especially in Age of Ultron, came from their story group out of New York, as Mm -hmm. documented in their own Marvel Studios book. If you don't believe me, go read it. Um, Mm -hmm. I think this idea in the modern context comes from the Pixar Story, Trust, the, the group of Pixar, at the founding of Pixar, you had that group of like Lasseter and Stanton and Pete mm-hmm. Doctor and all these guys and the dude who did the Caterpillar voice who passed away. He uh, they would sit around like uh, watch the, you know, the animatics and the, the work in progress and have like story meetings and give you, you know, sort of have like an internal dialogue. The difference there, though, is those are that's a that's a group of creators who are also moving the company forward in their own projects. A group of people sitting behind the scenes who aren't actively making anything, no matter how smart or intelligence PhD they may be, or or, or CEOed, accredited, accredited, blah 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 blah. Um, it's always just going to be an opinion. It's not going to be really informed mm-hmm. by, and it's not like a production of peers that one could pick well ball of the others dropping kind of thing.
1: What their like, what their process is 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 where that works or doesn't though, because we we don't they, we don't know a lot of very specifics about what that is. Correct. Like but i like, like, like based on but, everything I've heard, um, I'm not I'm not a fan of this the modern best
0: iteration of a story group.
1: Bestman, I'm drawing a blank. Um who was the guy from Skins who worked on Kenobi?
2: On Kenobi? Do you mean on
1: on the film? It, w- oh I'm sorry, I'm sorry, on episode nine. It, it, episode was, nine. Nine.
2: it was the guy that did the fucking first Child book. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. I'm drawing a blank on his name right now.
2: Mhm. Yeah, um, I
1: can't remember his name either. All right, hold on. It, yeah, he created sk- on he, it. he created skins, right? Jack Thorne. Jack Thorne. So what they are reporting right now about Stephen Knight is 100% the story that I I heard from a Jack Thorne source. And it was the same exact thing. That that poor man had a very bad time chasing his chasing down their bullshit essentially as they were just kept throwing it you know and uh and and then he just i guess like burned out on it and fucking left that's the same
0: thing as a writer's room folks but a writer's room is when you literally have a product uh, a a, a showrunner or say a producer however you want to work that out whatever that title comes to be you have three two anywhere from two to you know five seven writers sometimes depends how that goes but these are people mm-hmm. who are actively paid writers. They're screen. They're actual storytellers. They write scripts. They're they're writers, sitting in a room, uh, going through whiteboarding, ideation, and story development. Actual tracking things along, and this this produces a final result. It isn't just endless notes or suggestions or ideas. It actually is moving the ball forward in a direction. Mm-hmm. So, like that's actually what we've all been asking for is for. And when you think about it, people have been saying since specifically the rise of Skywalker, "Hey, why don't they have a direction? Why don't they get together some story guys and actually figure this stuff out? Don't just make it up. Go the auteur way." That looks to be what they were doing, and then they just okay. rejected all
1: of it. So, so two two things though: why they had a writers' room to answer that it probably wasn't just because Damon Lindelof is lazy, and and Justin Brinkman was, was lazy room as well. No, no, he up right. people. But what, what I'm what I'm suggesting is that it was probably because they're developing a whole era of stories and storytelling and what the ramifications of such things could be. Kind of like when they brought in Simon Kinberg for Star Wars Rebels and 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 Greg Weisman for Star Wars Rebels and Dave Filoni for Star Wars Rebels and so on. You end up developing oh here's the whole era and then that's that stuff ends up informing Andor, like it's the source material for Andor, believe it or not. Like not that it's not his story, but it's it says the political climate of the time. So I think that it that's probably why that writer's room was was, was put together on that one. That's I don't know that for certain. Yeah. No, it definitely but That's works, probably but like, what, what it was. Somebody asked the question a sense. minute ago. Yeah. yeah.
2: That makes sense. But we know don't what? know that writer's room still exists at the moment. No. Because again, they were Lindelof's choices who we wanted to work with. Some of them had worked with him on the leftovers before, specifically. Yeah. So we don't know if they went when Lindelof and Britt Gibson departed,
1: but, mm-hmm.
2: you know, regardless, like you said, Steven like, could now be in a, a similar position of Jack Thorne. Like, p- going away from this writers' room uh, thing that we're doing right now because mm-hmm. obviously there's a lot more to delve into in the story, but, yeah, I think you're right. He could be in the Jack Thorne position where he comes in briefly, takes over, doesn't have a good time, struggles to meet the demands, and eventually somebody else comes in and takes over,
1: you know? The uh, thing that I, I found co- co- um, interesting about, like, the the report was, though, is they're like, oh, they gave so many notes, like, he had to start over. And that's one of the things that makes me go, like, of course he had to start over. Like, Ray was supposed to be, uh, according to the Snyder report, like a, like a geriatric woman. Right. And then right now she, I, no, I mean, and now she's not and all of that stuff. So there was no way, even without the notes, he wasn't going to start over, though. You can't just change the line. No, oh, now she's thirty-five. No, I know,
2: but I think when he when he first started, likely, like he obviously probably would have implemented that idea of mm-hmm. she's no longer there. She is thirty-five years old. She's this this wherever. He he did what they likely asked him to do to a degree, yeah. And then when the script was submitted, they were like, "Well, we don't like a lot of this." Yeah. You know, so even though those, some of those ideas were implemented, say even when he first started working on it in February, March like we get to this point and they aren't happy with the vision that he's submitted you know if you all want to see this
0: happen in real time as documented by the documentary film the sweatbox you can mm-hmm. see uh sting jason's favorite singer sting
1: do no I, I like sting sting is good all for phil one, collins one fucking for all. sucks don't you confuse sting but and phil collins one, friend
0: one for all and uh that's not his you know, fault
1: he he was was that was, to, to that make, was some Epstein Island stuff. They had dirt on him. He had no choice.
0: <laughs> he was brought in to make uh, some songs for this movie called Empire of the Sun or Kingdom of the Sun, whichever it was called.
1: Empire of the Sun was the Steven Spielberg movie, yeah, right? Yeah, Kingdom mm-hmm. of the Sun.
0: So, whatever. And um, working title. Became Emperor's New Groove. Uh, but you see a thing where a guy's supposed to come on for like six months, and he's on this thing for two years, and he's like... Yeah. He's like, I'm not even in the same spot. You know, why does he keep? He's like, why do I keep sticking around with this? You can see the phone calls mm-hmm. Disney makes to him like, hey, so we got a thing and now it's a thing and now this guy has left. And then, like, this, this does really happen the way sometimes mm-hmm. we, 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 you know, we speak about it in like a goofier yeah. turn It does happen at Disney. Like, this is not new. So go watch this. Anytime yeah. one of these stories comes along, Jason. Or I hate my job. sometimes I hate my job, right? We all sometimes, sometimes it's a job. It's a job's yeah. job. As fun as it may be, it's a job. I it yeah. Um and I'm like, you know, Rob, I throw a little pity party for myself. I go, you know mm-hmm. what? I'm gonna put on a sweat box. I always feel bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, people can do worse. Go watch the sweat box. Bro.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, no, like 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 I mean, when you get down to it, this this stuff is complicated. Um, in terms of like what you're saying, Rob, yeah, I know what you mean, but it's also like this isn't like a like like you know The kind of the kind of situation where you just go and you're like working on a six film series or something like that. What I'm saying is, so many things. He had a conversation. Has to be trapped.
0: If Stephen Knight thought he was just going to do a script rewrite, Mm -hmm. right? And we're just going to give me some notes, and then maybe I'll have this thing, and there'll be a second draft, no big deal. But it turns out to be really back to formula at the end of the day. Yeah. Then it's like, well, I didn't sign up for that. You know what I mean? Like that's not what was pitched to me.
1: But but I also yeah I also also have a have a hard time though just looking at what we what we knew of it before he even came aboard, and then for for him to think that. At, at, as a professional at his level that that he would be well, blindsided by sometimes that. When,
0: you, when you see those dollar signs you get the best of you know well you know they actually meet at this time <laughs> yeah i mean he's, a, he's
1: he's he's a big name so he may have got that but a lot of the times the money isn't that like great from them you know what i mean or he it's just believed him i don't know yeah yeah really yeah, yeah well i mean no i mean i mean it, it might be you know I mean, uh, imagine you're you know fucking you you've written you know seasons of Peaky Blinders and then the guy who writes a visual dictionary for Return of the Jedi tells you how to do your job. You might be like, fuck you. You know what I mean? I don't yeah, know. That's, no, that's I'm just throwing why, it out there. It might be that might be the case. I don't know.
0: I tell you, I I disagree with the version of a story group as as it being currently conceived. Not just yeah. within Lucasfilm but within other companies, you know,
1: like, I don't believe in this, you know? but, but we, yeah, that, but that, that concept and that whole thing, it doesn't, um, it's, it's weird. It's, it sounds like it's, like I said, it's mostly just, uh, oh, you know, you can't do that. Cause uh, he's not IG 13. Now he's IG 11 again, you know, that kind of stupid shit. Mostly, uh, probably none of that actually matters to slowing him down on that stuff, especially in that era. That's the other thing about it though, is in that era, he should have more free time, more more leeway just to do what the script needed to do because it doesn't fucking matter what Dengar's doing that week at that point. It just you could say whatever you want. Nobody's gone that far, so that's that's what I, that's where I'm like I'm not, I I believe the the report. Um, I'm also just of the opinion I don't think he's gonna see this through. And I was you know I was feeling this before we even got here. I was and I was thinking this before we when we were getting to the Mando stuff. I'm like he might write on it he'll probably get credit because he's a big name When all of a sudden done who knows if he'll even you know be on it i i hope i hope that's not the case though i hope everything is smooth and the, the report is just inaccurate that'd be great for if, you know for everything if you, but...
2: if you look at like the past reports of this movie
1: yeah
2: about how fast luke's from water to go what, so when this was the may 2026 film and we were in the midst of the writers' strike. Yeah. They were still hoping to start shooting in May. They were looking to bring start casting by was a Labor Day uh, of last year.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: even at that point, with Knight on, they were still moving fast. So yeah. Knight might have been brought on and told that, "Hey, yeah, you're going to do maybe one or two drafts, and we're we're in we're in the filament. We're we we're, we're rushing right. this That's project essentially."
1: Yeah, and
2: that you know now he's handed in the draft possibly. They aren't a fan of what he's done. He's obviously disgruntled, and they've said, "Listen, we're pivoting to Mando. You have more time, yeah, and you do what you do for us." Maybe he won't be there, but if you look at Taika Waititi, you you reported last year that he had until the end of the year to submit a draft. Mm-hmm. Um, I think somebody, either you or Snyder, did say he did submit a draft, and it got to the point of he is now, and he said this publicly himself that. That's on the back burner for him. He's going to complete other movies before going back. Because yeah, Lucas told him, we are covered for X, Y, and Z. We don't need you now. Do mm-hmm. what you need to do, and we'll come back to you. And it could yeah. be a similar thing for Fortnite, in the sense of mm-hmm. we're doing Mando and Grogu for May 2026.
1: In movie one, you, then movie two, yeah. or Mando one and Mando two.
2: Yeah, so we don't need this from you as quickly as we used to. Yeah. You have, say, three to six months additional time to give us what we need. And that might be where he is, because now he's focusing his efforts on the Peaky Blindness film, which mm-hmm. was supposed to start shooting in the fall of last year. Now shoots in this summer. So that even was a priority for him before this. You know, like he's the creator of that franchise. That's his claim to fame in the modern day. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what people know him for. And he's going to get far more recognition as a writer and a creator for that, like, film, even, even though it won't be as successful as Star Wars.
1: Is that film but wrapping up Peaky Blinders, or is it just in the, a movie in the Peaky Blinders universe? It's wrapping up Peaky Blinders. Okay.
2: And then at the same time, he's also uh, developing a spin-off series at Netflix
1: mm-hmm.
2: for Peaky Blinders. So he's got a, a lot going on, you know, even outside of the Star Wars stuff. Right. But Again, I've never been a fan of him as a writer. You also watched a bunch of his series. uh, I'm a fan of
0: Stephen Stephen Estenite, the guy who was in charge of Daredevil.
2: This this the
1: Stephen Knight I'm a fan of. This other one, yeah. 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 But uh, Um, Colin gave a five dollar super chat. Ballin Colin, thank you, Colin. Uh, Could Ray being outed as palp's storyline be a good way to rectify not doing it for Luke Leia and also maybe make that tross reveal more palpatinable? And yeah, I I I do think so. I mean because we we had that 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 fallout only in the subtext of the books and stuff like that. We didn't really get it in the in the main, you know, film stuff to the film audience, it's a new idea. It's a like novel concept to them. And so if they were to go and make it, you know, Ray comes back and yeah, she's, she's a Palpatine, but I, I'm also of the opinion that we're that, because you know how Kathleen Kennedy said that the, that Mangold's first Jedi movie and the Ray movie would talk to each other. That's where I buy into like what what I call the witch concept. And that's that, you know, it's witchcraft. The force is bad. The Jedi are bad. Using the force is not a good thing you're a heretic don't do it and it leads to bad things and then you obviously have the galaxy the the first jedi will overcome that become accepted as being like oh the galaxy needs you you're good and it will last that way for thousands of years and then but but by the time we get to the uh palpatine times um luke skywalker himself is saying uh, the time for the jedi to end you know it's not good this hasn't been good for us and uh, we do know that, you know, in the end, Luke Skywalker comes around and is like, yeah, it is good, and he does the right thing, and Ray does save the galaxy, and the Jedi are good. But I think that the galaxy, I think it's going to be coming at the same problem from two different angles. The first one is, the the, the first Jedi is going to be, how do we get people to even accept us? And then the next one is, how do we get people to trust us again? And and so I think that's just my sense on on that's my story telling sense about where they would take it how those two things uh talk to each other in the simplest way but that's obviously speculation that's not you know i haven't heard anything that makes me go like yeah like that's definitely it you know so but uh i had to to google palpable to see it as i typed it up all right anyways yeah but um we also had like uh another um, story do, we, do, should we, should we hit the other, the other one too?
2: The Ando one,
1: yeah. Is it should we hit the
2: Ando yeah, one? Yeah, probably.
0: Before, before we do, really quick, I mean, just, just to reiterate, I mean, how yeah. do we all, I mean, as fans, how do we all feel about this one, Jason? Like, 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 where are you, where are you sitting? Like, yeah, outside I of a journalist, you know, like,
1: yeah, I, I thought, well, as, as, as a fan and as a whatever, I, I felt that going, going and doing a sequel trilogy with Ray, and then going, okay, we're done. We're going in a new direction and bringing right, coming right back with the Ray movie. I never thought that was the best idea. I, I never thought that that was essentially like like what you, I mean, I get why they would do it. I get how it would work. So, and I'm not against it, but I was like, yeah you know, okay. Like, cool, I guess. And so going to the mando side of things i think makes more sense i think it makes more business sense i think it makes more merch. you know on the merch side i think it's going to be easily fun and uh in the end you know might just amount to a couple of fun action movies um i think it'll be more than that with felonies um so i think but i think with favros we'll get a fun action movie and then with felonies we'll we'll expand that that lore you know of the Thrawn thing I do think that there will likely be three of those and um if that third one ends up happening we might not need this ray movie for for like for like 3 4 years the- theoretically which means they might not need to start production on it for 2 years if that's if that's where this ends up going I do think that would be a smarter take for them them to to, a, to a do uh, I do want more ray movies at the same time I'm excited for it I'm excited to get into the post episode nine era and like see what they do with it and stuff like that. So, you know, at the, at the, at the end of the, of the, of the day though, I just think that first, the Mando movies is what they should do at this, this moment. I disagree with Boris kit and from the trades, who was saying who asked for this doing that shit. I think that's so dumb because, uh, yeah, people love, the mandalorian and grogu so why wouldn't you lean into that why try to why try to have to do the uphill battle of convincing people about why they want another ray movie when you have something that they're already convinced that they probably want that's that's where i, I mean, fall on it i've never
2: been yeah. a fan of the approaches that they've taken for the last handful of years mm-hmm. where they were like there's a rogue squadron movie a tiger movie and a feige movie all these mm-hmm. stories separate and individual they're not connected And either way, if if any of them are successful, we'll develop sequels to them. So I've never liked the idea of, okay, we'll have all these three movies, and after those three movies, we'll do a sequel to one of them, maybe? Like, that always felt ridiculous to me. And it's the same notion with the announcements at Star Wars Celebration last year of, yeah, this is Ray movie, the crossover movie, and Mango. I Mm -hmm. if one of those is such a success that it it would be a no-brainer to follow that up. Uh, But you have to wait uh, six years until the other films are already being released. I've never been a fan of it. I think pivoting this way, because if you remember the reports uh, shortly after, I think, celebration from the trades, they said that the reasoning that they picked a Ray movie and a Mandalorian crossover movie is they are not scared, I don't think they use the term scared, but they wanted to reintroduce themselves theatrically in the safest way possible yes. and they saw that possible with the the mandalorian stuff and the race stuff they they know what sort of built-in audience they would get for both likely um you know i'm not saying that they think both films will cost a billion dollars probably never going to happen but you know successful enough to Star to the big screen and i think as time's gone on and how successful The Mandalorian has been, having the next three movies be Mandarin Grogu, Baloney's film, and then a, a possible third, that should be what you do now because I always got concerned of introducing Star Wars to the youngest generation because mm-hmm. it was always people you and Rob's age, you know, and then dropping down to people my age who grew up in the prequels, you mm-hmm. know, but a lot of Kids got introduced to Star Wars through Grogu. You you'd see, you know, when a sequel trilogy was first happening, you'd go to like Disneyland or wherever, and you'd see a ton of little rays running around, which is exactly what they wanted, of course. And then a handful of years later, you you're seeing these like little kids running around with Grogu's in their arms. You know, mm-hmm. like he in and of himself became a bit of a phenomenon, and the Mandalorian became Disney Plus's biggest success. So. Building upon that and going and releasing three tied movies is naturally the next best thing to do. Mm-hmm. Again, these films probably won't make you a billion dollars and whatever else, but if you budget the movies correctly, which they haven't been doing in recent years, and market it correctly, you're going to do fine. You're going to make money. You're going to bring in a built-in audience that's already there, and hopefully you can sell it to a, an audience that hasn't even tuned into it. Um I think this is the best way forward. I'm in agreement with you. I've never liked the idea of the first film back being the Ray movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked two of the three sequels. I liked Ray's character for the most part, but they'll like what they did to it in the, in the third movie. And I always thought it was weird that you do a sequel of sorts to the sequel trilogy as the right. next <laughs> lineup. I also thought that was weird. I thought they needed more time. I wasn't opposed to a Ray-centered series on Disney Plus or whatever. That could have been fine. But I think, yeah, reintroducing fans to the theaters with the Mandalorian is the smartest thing possible at this point in time. And who knows? Like, we get the next three movies as, as the Mando movies. Yeah, we could be looking at, like, 2032 or something for the Ray movie, or 2031, or whatever it may be, because obviously Avatar comes out in between the Star Wars movies. So, yeah, it could be a while away, and that's why I am still convinced we're never going to see a lot of the stuff they've announced, such as Tiker's movie and Mangold's movie and wherever else. Because again, last year, how confident was everybody that this Ray movie was next? This was going to be oh, how yeah. was come comeback to, to, to the cinemas. And l- look at us now, you know, you not know, even a year removed from when Daisy came onto that stage. We're already like, yeah, that movie's like delayed, and now we're on to the Mandalorian. So, yeah, like that's why I've never been confident that anything they've announced will uh, make the big screen. The Mandalorian Grove does seem closer because they're going to film it relatively soon, hopefully, you know, because we, even though they've said it, we can't trust them. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so it looks like they're going to get a ducks in a row, and maybe the Ray thing isn't part of that for a while.
1: Well, it's like when, when we were on the road to this moment that we're at, it was like, yeah, they that Ray movie was their from from their perspective, I think, their Mando movie idea. And what I'm saying is that was their easy given. Oh, it's a ray skywalker making Jedi stuff. Easy peasy lemon squeezy, they thought to themselves. But then you have the, you know, like I said, there was a faction at Disney that was like, what it no, what are what are we doing? It's Mando and then with Mando being delayed like we want we want they wanted that Mando stuff because that Mando stuff does sell shit people uh, go the Ray merchandise doesn't sell okay number one you don't know what you're talking about because it's the amount of merchandise that's made they don't make the same amount of every merch not every single thing is the same amount and so so they are making an assumption I'm not saying it does sell either I don't I don't actually don't know. But when you when you just see stuff like hanging out, you know, on the store shelves or making it to the 99 cent store, it might just be like one company, for instance, was told that Finn was the main character of The Forest Awakens and uh, they had to eat their shirt on that. You know, they made right. all of the stuff as if he was the the main protagonist of it. And then everybody cried, where's the Ray merchandise? You know what I mean? So I can, uh,
0: I can give you a real world example. This Back when Iron Man 3 was getting ready to launch, we got the first style guy at the shirt company I was working at and the uh, Super Patriot, Iron Patriot, whatever it's called, Super Patriot. Okay. The red, white, and blue Iron Man armor was in this thing. And uh, I'm familiar with the storyline. In the storyline in the comics, that's Norman Osborn and he's a bad guy. Now, they're like, no, this is the new hero. It even says in the guy, in the sorry, this was the new hero for the new movie. And I'm like, guys that guy's a villain in the comics and like that the comics are different rob you don't understand i'm like look man he's red white and blue he he ain't gonna be the hero of this movie (laughs) yeah watch him kidnap the president or something like i made this joke right they put him on everything jason they put him on everything and and sure enough that movie comes out he kidnaps the vice president in the fucking movie like you can't even make and 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 kids don't want to they're not rocking the evil american evil america looking iron man to school you know right. so like those shirts just sat there they all went to a place called styling They there but styling online buys all the bulk stuff sells them cheaper but like mm-hmm. what i'm saying is uh walmart target took a hit on that you know, they mm-hmm. wanted Iron Man and they got this other evil one. And it's like, but the style, but they told us it was the hero. Yeah, they're going to tell you all, what they're they supposed to do, tell you the fucking plot. Like, like, so you know. Lead man. They got lead yeah. man, Iron Man sister. What, what generally happens with licensors is they get like to go to the premiere sometimes, right? The, that yeah. Not the main building, but that one adjacent, right? That secondary building.
1: And so yeah. they're, they're, they're over like at, at the El Capitan. Correct. Down. And they're always yeah. like, "We're
0: going to the premiere," and I'm like, "So people who didn't work on this shit go to the premiere and then fucking whatever." You know, all those artists sit there like, "Oh, I'm saying at work." They come back the next day and go, "Guys, guys, we are going to change everything." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Hulk, like, like <laughs> this also happened on Age of Ultron. The Hulk was originally but, gray. Yeah. The Hulk was gray, and everything we did had gray Hulk on it. And like overnight, we had to go and change 250 designs to be green Hulk. You know.
1: Yeah. So it does happen. Yeah. So so that that whole angle is just, you know, I mean, is there anything though easier to sell than than Grogu stuff, especially like with a film? I think it make I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, and I also think it makes a lot of sense because when you get down to it, um children, the the children that have grown up with Mando, um, like my my son is one of them and he's 10 years old now. By the time this series wraps with the two films, he'll probably be nearly 13.
0: In Mortal Kombat
1: age. (laughs) Well, no, but that's about the time when the stuff that you liked when you were between ages five and 13, that you stop liking it and you move on and that you you start doing other things. So I do think that, you know, obviously Star Wars needs to retain and continue to bring in people, but it's also the time when it's time to give it a rest on that arc in that story and to move to it to another chapter and i think that getting that wrapped up with two films to three films um makes the most sense and it's it's a great thing i think it's a good thing for disney plus too because it tells star wars fans to pay attention to the stuff on disney plus because it may be what leads to to uh star wars films It's just with sort the of theatrical stuff that, mm-hmm. that given how
0: financially successful book adaptations to film have been with harry potter twilight hunger games the the movies that luke kathleen kennedy were following as a guidepost for the audience they wanted to bring in for the sequel trilogy that they didn't they they didn't they didn't just you know put a full effort into writing a raised sequel trilogy into books or a series of books that then they can then adapt into films Mm -hmm. you know like i i just like oh but people would know what's going to happen they they don't care they don't care. Like they, financially, that's proven to not, no one gives a shit. Everyone knows how Percy Jackson ain't going to work out. People go see Percy Jackson. They go watch the Harry Potter films. And now they're going to they're going to go watch the ones they didn't know that were going to turn out were the uh those uh, those Fantastic beast films. And those are the ones that didn't do so well. So like mm-hmm. I think if they could build a cult following, a cult like cult following, but well, you know what I mean, a, a good cult, yeah, right, uh, cult. with the book series then you could adapt and what doesn't work in the book series, you just adjust for the films, you know, and like you build, because those kids are reading, you know, like they, they still read they, the YA. Groups and
1: yeah. Like, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, it's like, so uh, number one, before I forget, thank you for being a channel member forever, Santa. Appreciate it so much, dude. And he says to like today's show and he's Santa Claus. You got to listen to him. And, um, oh, yeah. but w- will 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 Morgan also a channel member. Thank you, Will, for being a channel member, as always. No one in this chat gave up on Star Wars after age 14. And, well, the the, uh, truth is, around age 14 was when I started liking punk rock as much as I liked Star Wars. So Star Wars wasn't my focus then. And then it it was kind of like I went on with my teenage life and then started to miss it. And then The Phantom Menace came out. And I was like, oh, I'm back, baby. You know what I mean?
2: I'm pretty much the same as you. Like mm-hmm. when I turned around that age, about thirteen or whatever, I sort of just dropped everything I had interest in, like in you know, film and video games, anything. And like you just focused solely on music. Yeah. You know, that, that was uh-huh. my interest that consumed all of my time. And then just like you, after I had a handful of years I came back to it of all the things I loved, you know, and I'm still here now. But no, I'm the I, opposite I of you guys.
0: Right. I never gave up Star Wars. <laughs> until the attack of the clothes and then i, I just oh. threw away that lightsaber i threw away all my such shit a, and walked such away a quitter. From it. <laughs> such, such a quitter i was just like i was like spider-man no more right <laughs> yeah yeah
1: Ge- geek furious says uh mando and grogu going first gives them a good idea of how much they want to promote krogu being in the ray movie and uh that that's crossed my mind before because you know, if thus, if I when I say the implied story, that's just my implied story. But when you have like the sun coming back and you have, you know, from Mortis, this god, this force god thing, and Luke Skywalker, all these Jedi who could fight it, I still think if the movie is essentially called Mando and Grogu, Grogu's gonna have to do something. Grogu's gonna get Luke's uh, uh, Yoda's lightsaber in that movie and use it. That I'm just of the opinion. That how do you leave that on the table, and when all is said and done, Din might die. He might not live because you know Pedro Pascal is hard to to get to use. And at some point, you know you've told the story with them, and it's where it might go. So where I'm where I'm thinking this is yeah is that it, we could end up with Grogu becoming um, a, a Jedi. He might be a part of that thing down the road. I don't know. I'm not sure how how you make it all all fit. Why wasn't he in nine? But the Ahsoka thing is. Another example, it's a big galaxy. People don't aren't always there for everything, but um, you know, it would be smart though, wouldn't it? I mean, if you if you got to that Ray movie and all of a sudden like we know that that the Mando movie's done and Grogu's done, you know, and then we just get the Grogu now and he's like we get to adult Grogu, because I don't I don't I don't know if I don't know if it it's the best thing. It's a bit obvious to go like the Groot route. And now here's teenage Grogu. Do we want teenage Grogu, or do we just want to go right to adult Grogu from this? In the in the, in reality, like on screen, in the in the the big picture on 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 film. Well, it um, would be a,
2: adult Grogu. But what if mm-hmm. those films aren't received that well? Mm-hmm. What if people are sick and tired of Grogu by the time the Ray movie rolls around and he's reintroduced? Yeah, you know, like that could be a factor into it. That maybe yeah. they want to take a break from. From what if Grogu and...
0: becomes the Ezra Miller of Star Wars, right? Where you just, like, can't, you know, double down. We get two Grogu's in the film, you know. like.
1: <laughs> KM22 yeah. says, didn't Kathleen Kennedy come out and say there is no existing material for us to use, even though there's literally so much EU Legends material? Well, th- that right there gets, gets, I think, misconstrued a lot. I mean, it, I think it's very, to me, it seems clear her thing is saying, There aren't these books that are completely adaptable that just work and fit and every single thing. Like, you can't go do Heir to the Empire. I know the fans just think you can, but you you can't. It doesn't, it wouldn't wouldn't work. It doesn't work that way. They, they, They changed too much. They moved on to a new canon. So, you know, and most of that stuff, though, is not actually that great um if it's one it, you know some of it's your, some of your favorite stuff you guys i know but when you get down to it a lot of it doesn't adapt to a film well a lot of it's not structured to be a film and it's just not it's not harry potter it's not lord of the rings there are no harry potter lord of the rings star wars books like that like that's just not really but a you thing.
0: you could create that movie you forward, know was my
1: my positive but, right but also like but but on that accusation kind of thing where it goes. I'm not saying KM22 is taking it there, but where the some of the people do take it a little bit more the uneven people. Um it's like you know what we've seen a lot of legend stuff being adapted into the the, the material already like we have right, seen it. So, so yeah so so it's like so it doesn't it's not that big of a thing. It's not like a gotcha thing because yeah they, they've been pulling what they want from it the whole time. I mean you they're you know, all you know hmm and and some of it might be just be parallel thinking like oh the skywalkers have kids blah 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 but there are things that do seem to even from the sequel trilogy that do seem to be at least inspired by those directions to to some extent you know but yeah it's a it's a it's a weird it's a it's a it's a, it's a weird thing everything with Star wars is so personal everybody's we have we have these experiences that are all like kind of like Shared, but at the same time, you know when people connected with it is just such a a personal thing, and that's how books are. You know what I mean? Like I I've read books, and I'm just like, oh man, this is the best thing I've ever read. And then you try to tell somebody why they should read it, and then they just don't have that connection to the book when they read it. You know, it's just it it's so some of the stuff is personal in that way. All right, before we get too late here, uh, are we okay? We are. Almost an hour in, by the way. If you are watching on Instagram, it may cut you in a second. If it does, come on over to a YouTube and hang out with us if you if you want. We'd like to have you. Uh Diego Luna reveals he only has seven days left of filming on Star Wars andor season two, returning to London London to today. And with that right there, which kind of lines up with that uh trade report where they said there's about seven days of shooting left or something like that at one point, didn't they? yeah okay star of andor this is from bestmanbulletin.com star of andor diego luna has shared that production resuming on the second and final season of andor is imminent. yesterday when on the emmys red carpet diego luna spoke with variety briefly and revealed that he was due to fly back to london today january 16th 2024 to resume work on the second season of andor or andor depending on who you are which had production shut down in july due to the sag after strike Luna, there it is again. Luna added that he had just seven days left of filming and seemed excited about the prospect of finally ending Cassian Andor's story. You can read his quote from Variety below. The good thing about Andor is that we know it has an ending. And it's nice to work knowing there is an ending. And you can aim for something, you know? We're getting there. I have a few days to shoot because of the strike. I have seven days, so I'm going tomorrow. I'm flying back to London, and we're finishing this. Yeah. You think they're going to film the uh, Ring of Caffeine right now? You think that, that's what the last uh, seven days are? Anyways, mm-hmm. um, Digaluna. Luna, I, I, I asked if they had built that set to a couple of people. I never got like a positive, like, we, we rebuilt the set. I'm, I'm sure they did or they, they are now, but I'm curious if that's what it is or if it's just random shit. Um, Diego Luna also spoke with Hollywood Reporter on the Emmy's red carpet, telling the outlet the same as he did Variety, that the production is a few days from being completed. He added that he's hoping the second and final season can be as good, if not better than the first, and that due to how close the season runs up to Rogue One, a Star Wars story, many things are uh, are expecting to happen will occur. In the finale, it's second and last season, and we're a few days away from being done. Because of the strikes, we had to stop. I'm going back to shoot now, and we're working hard. Same team, same people, same rigor. We're trying to deliver something as good, or even ho- or even better. Hopefully, it's getting so close to Rogue One. So many things you're expecting to happen will happen. So I think I think we're going to meet K2S K2SO. Is that what you're talking about? Uh, Luna also ex- expressed to THR that he believes critics are such a fan of this Star Wars series which was up for eight Emmy Awards last night, as opposed to the others, Tico shared that he believes it's due to the writing, with the show focusing on the intimate life of characters, their behavior, and the relationship showcased in the series, along with its darker tone. I think the tone of the show, you know, the writing of the show is very special. It's different. Also, you know, it's a darker tone. It's Star Wars from a different angle where we take care of stuff you don't see in the other Star Wars series. The intimate life of characters, the way they behave, the personal relations. It's a spy show. It's dark. It's different. Diego Luna. Never forget. The second season of Andor first began filming in November of 2022 at Pinewood Studios London. The series filmed across various locations in the United Kingdom and even filmed scenes in Malta. However, the second season was forced to postpone filming in July last year, shortly after the sag After Strike began, Filming on the series continued continued for at least a week following the start of the strike. As the production attempted to film all, the, all they could without their SAG-AFTRA actors, which included the stars of the series, such as Diego Luna and Adria Ar, Arjona. In July, following the photos showing that Andor was still filming during the SAG-AFTRA strike, Deadline reported that the scenes being filmed were without the SAG actors and that filming on the second and final season would come to a grinding halt shortly as there were scenes remaining that couldn't be filmed without the SAG actors. Deadline revealed that Andor would still film without the SAG actors for a short period of time, but that the production did pause. There were only a few weeks away from wrapping production with the SAG actors. Diego's comments seemed to reflect the deadline report from the summer that Andor season two only had a few weeks left of filming. Luna, the series lead, only has seven days of filming before the Android story concludes and that he'll arrive in London today ready to start work. Just because Luna arrives in London today, it most certainly does not mean that he'll begin filming this week. Yeah, there could be a little bit of rehearsals, right? Or even the filming itself begins this week. But filming resumes on the second season is imminent and will likely be all said and done come February. Some social media users and outlets didn't do any research, claiming that Andor season two resumed filming in November. This was due to the snowtroopers being spotted at Pinewood. However, the tweet at the time this was not for Andor and for Pinewood's future festival, which we immediately corrected. By the way, yeah, and,
2: the people, and the people like and the and the
1: people yeah. and the people who took it and ran with it who saw the initial thing, also saw the correction tweet and didn't do anything about it because they wanted engagement because they're fucking vampires. The second and final season- We hate
0: vampires. Fuck.
1: Was due to release this year, specifically around August. However, in September, I exclusively reported that the season had been delayed into early 2025 as multiple Star Wars series were delayed due to the impact of the WGA strikes. I'm not saying SAG after ever again. Fuck them. Actors are are idiots. Mm -hmm. In December, Andor season two did not appear. I'm just gonna call it the fucking nannies the the institution of the nanny. Remember her? In December, Andor season two did not appear on a Disney Plus 2024 release schedule, and Jermaine of Gizmodo added from what he'd heard, Andor season two had been moved into twenty twenty five, corroborating my my report from three months earlier. Which you got no love on and you deserved. <laughs> Those sons of bitches. But yeah. So there we go, man. We we got. Do you got, think we
0: got... uh, shooting out in the island of Malta, they'll get Sweet Haven in the film somehow? Yeah, that, that's that's still know.
1: there, Jason. Wait, what's Sweet Haven? Popeye. What
0: the, the Popeye movie? Oh, Popeye. They, they built that whole town, <laughs> and it's still there as a theme park. You know, they could have Andrew walk around Sweet Haven. Dude.
1: <laughs> There's a pretty good chance you're just gonna find <laughs> olive oil digging in some trash there, though. <laughs>
0: you know what? That fits the darker tone of Andor. <laughs> <Andrew. laughs>
1: yeah. Um, uh, Mariana asks, why does Captain Kennedy still have a job at this point? Well, see these these things right here, when when you just follow film in general, what's happening at Lucasfilm and generally happens is not actually really any different than what just generally happens in Hollywood all the time. This is pretty much part of the course, you know? So so yeah.
0: most studios don't put on a convention where they make a big announcement with all the actors. And, I mean, some do, right? DC's done it, you know, but mm-hmm. uh didn't go so well for that crew at DC who did it too. So it, it is a little different, but it's at the same time, you yeah. take away that element of it, it's pretty much what happens all the
1: time. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and when you get down to it, like uh, a lot of the uh, things that have transpired don't have a lot, at first to do with her. Like when the Mando movie thing was being pushed in from my perspective of the way that I heard it, it, uh, came from Disney and that's where the pressure began. So you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, the buck does stop at the top and that's, that's exactly what I'm, what I'm saying that that Mando movie, the first part of it I think was a top down and en- endeavor just from what, how I heard it, that was how it started. And I think that you end up with, um, with them, you know, they, they, they collaborate. They are the, still like the uh, same company, you know? So that, that is how it went, you know, but you know, at the end of the day, uh, if I get some more Mandalorian, I get a Mando movie and I get Andor, uh, I'm getting my Rambo star Wars and I'm getting my golden age of television star Wars. And if I get those two things, I'm fairly happy, you know, I mean, I obviously things could be better. I'm not saying Kathleen Kennedy is, uh, I mean, see on on one hand, I love Kathleen Kennedy's ability to be a realist. And when something isn't working just, just to go, we're done. You know what I mean? And uh, but I also appreciate that, you know, that, it you know, she gives people their opportunities to fuck it up to some degree. But, you know, I'm excited for when we do move past Kathleen Kennedy to see what happens, to see if it's different and if it's better. And we are. I'm with you. We're we're like 10 years of Kathleen Kennedy. I'm like a little bit like, yeah, you know, but she's in her 70s now. I don't know how much longer she's going to want to hang out and spend the rest of her life doing Star Wars stuff. So, I would imagine she will will retire at end, some Jason, point. Well, she's never leaving. She's well, right it, looks, it looks like just keel over in the writer's room. She, she might. I mean, she just might love producing movies. That might be her fucking passion at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Uh, Steve Owen, thank you for the super chat. I did miss it, but when you said it, I saw it. So, it, um, I, I apologize. Steve Owen asked, um, is this source so this source is reliable or not. I'm hearing they are a right wing nut. Um, No, I I don't know what their politics are. And there are people that are telling you like not to trust. But I mean, overall, World of Real, is, I mean, you could go look up their past reports and look at what they're reporting on. They're not they don't do block Like, as Bespin said, they don't do blockbusters a lot, but they're their shit's generally on. Um. Uh, I believe Snyder has connections to to them and has cited them many times before. And um, so once again, uh, I don't really care about the right wing part, but the nut part is the part where you're like, yeah, you know, um, that doesn't sound good. But once again, when Star Wars fans hear what they don't want to hear, then you're a nut. When Bespin Bulletin reports something that they don't want to hear, he's a trust me, bro. You know what I mean? And it's it's like if you're if you're asking, I think I'm just guessing, I and mean, you guys could speak mm-hmm. for yourselves, but everybody on this panel I think is like, yeah, this is mm-hmm. this is a reputable film website and they are reporting it, so you should pay attention to it.
2: Well Colin Dwell in, in the in the chat. He says World of Real is legit. I followed him for his Paul Thomas Anderson and Tarantino's groups. And that's the sort of reporting that World of Real does, and they've always been good at that. I yeah. just like Colin, I followed them for years. I just in the article, I say just because they're good in one field doesn't mean they're going to be good in another. They don't do blockbusters. They even say in the art themselves, they don't have a keen interest in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. But they've heard from a, what they consider a good source. And like I said, for, this, for the smaller movies, the movies that aren't Marvel and Star Wars and DC and wherever else, they've been very good for me to follow over the years uh, through that site and through that account. I've never seen any you know, right-wing net posts, as they want to call it. I haven't I haven't seen any of that. I don't follow the editor in chief of the site personally. I don't uh, I've had a look at his Twitter account recently and I've seen nothing crazy on there, you know. It's all pretty much just retweeting his own posts from World of Real and whatever. Mm-hmm. But um but again, you know, we're covering a person that
1: How much ooh, coverage on Sounder Freedom did they did they give? <laughs> kidding. I that's I, I don't really think
2: they did. how about this week
1: yeah (laughs) but but no but the uh i mean there are go ahead rob sorry
0: sorry Mm. we did some fan math right last week on this very subject and the subject being look is this is the ray film delayed you know indefinitely because i can't i'm 50 50 50 on this like I can't see a world where they say, hey, we need to relaunch Star Wars and trim back and be blah, 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 and then release two Star Wars films in one year. Unless you're specifically trying to make sure they're so different from one another that there's two different audiences for that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I that's where we were like, I guess you could, but they've never been able to do that. Like, like that, that that takes a level of of effort. They they are like you know, they don't multi, they they multitask. I'm not saying, but two films in one year, like, they already, Bob Iger already apologized for doing that once before, Mm -hmm. you know? So I'm like, how do you go and make the first thing you do two films in one year after the last thing you did? You apologize for doing two films in one year. It just made no sense to me at all. Like, one a year is one thing, but two within six months is the Matrix Revolutions, and I don't know. I've yet to see that work, by the way, where two, you know, like, you Marvel works? I'm like, yeah, but that was, like, different audiences. It's been working less and less when you feel like you have to know everything that's going on in each one, you know? So it's not mm-hmm. quite the same thing. So I'm sort of shocked when people just can't read the writing on the wall, you know, to that extent. Like,
1: yeah, of course, well, w- w- what's out. what's what's going on right now? Is that it? The people who don't like what they're hearing are just trying to be like, "Oh, therefore, a right wing nut is saying it; therefore, it's not correct."
2: Yeah, I I don't know. Like I, I've that's that's during, my reading of
1: the of the room. Yeah, right yeah, now.
2: yeah. Probably. Like I've had friends text. I I fucking hate it. By the way. Right. I yeah. don't know if any of like, these friends are watching. Sometimes they do, and
1: mm-hmm. it's not Hi,
2: just friends. specifically. To, it's not just specifically to them, but in general, I avoid like certain things because like. Oh, It's fucking toxic, and it's not good for my mental health, right? So I don't go on, like, certain sites and, you know, read certain comments.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: All throughout this fucking stream, which has been going on for, like, over an hour, I've had people text me shit saying, like, oh, you're getting, like, cooked, and people, like, sending you abuse and doing all this stuff on Twitter because of this fucking right article. Like, read it. It's not my report. Like, we're covering it because it's the news, and it comes from an outlet that has been reputable with non-Star Wars stuff, but have a good, again, a good record. Like people will go and do, you know, I love, I like Snyder and I like Roker, but they'll do some topics on the hot mic from outlets I don't consider reliable, you mm-hmm. know? And mm-hmm. people will send us questions asking us about those outlets and we never cover them on the site. We don't cover them on the show because the track record is non-existent or very bad.
1: Not worth so, your attention mostly. Yeah.
2: No, exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we haven't just talk about a what if series in recent times.
2: I'm not not, about I don't want to step in that
1: because I don't know anything about it but, for the record.
2: But yeah, this whole thing, like people send me the like the negative comments or sort of through all these other things, you know, like and it's just I don't give a shit. I don't read it, I try not to read it, and I mean I'm being
0: facetious, Bessman, but like did they do these fans really think the Mando movie and the Ray movie were coming out the same weekend? Well, you know, May 26, well, 2026, right. go see Mando or see Ray, your choice, right? It's, it's, it's Ray and Heimer. Like, like, well,
1: like well Rob, Rob, when, when I said that the Mando movie was, was, was going to be a thing, these same people came out and called me an idiot and they, they did the same. It, it is. So what they, what they do and, and I, I, I hate it. I doesn't, I don't care about the political affiliation of either side of it in that way. What it is, is it's, it's, you know how the, that guy was doing the, the trust me, bro thing. Well, it's the same thing, but it comes from a couple of people and they go, trust me, bro. It's wrong. Star Wars is good, healthy. Everything's fine. We're left this over here. We never eat ourselves. And then they give themselves a clap. They pat themselves on the back. They suck each other's dicks and then they go, we're, we're the best. And in, in reality, they don't actually bring anything to, to the table. And it is just a gatekeeping tactic, and it's uh stay over here, and we'll tell you what you want to hear. And um, it's a big waste of any adult's actual time. It's fucking high school. So if you want to go put on your makeup and and look all pretty for the for for the for the Twitter thing, go fucking do it. That has nothing to do with fucking reality. The reality is the fact it, this is about this is an industry issue. It's not about your fucking opinion, or it's not about what you prefer or how much you like Star Wars the, this news today. Are there people that will grift on it and make it evil? Fucking yeah, but don't pay attention to them. Don't say that it's not true just because you don't like the truth. It's fucking dumb. And and that's that's why I don't like this, the Star Wars community online for the most part. That's why I'm like, let's just start our own tribe you know what i mean that's what Let's, i did i, I hung out I hung out
0: with jason
1: yeah <laughs> I'm i mean am
0: not talking about star wars no the minute i complain about the last jedi on any level they go oh rob must be a right winger the fuck i am you know what yeah. i mean <laughs> like, I,
1: yeah no i mean i mean there there is just no room for nuance with those people because they get validation it. from shitting on the work of others if you all if all you do all day is post pretty pictures of yourself and then shit on somebody else's work when they do a report and do the digging, do the write up, do the research and so on, you're just a fucking shithead who is literally fucking just coasting on the coattails of others work. And believe me, there's a lot of them. I mean, it's all almost predicated upon it. I mean, you could they could even leverage that that at us, but we are reporting on the truth, not the press reports. You know, not not the the press releases. And that is, I think, the difference between us, them, and the, uh, you know, the official There's no
0: agenda here. Press, get, so get best and Jason paid
1: someone.
0: <laughs> some I mean, that's nice, but, but no, but I mean, yeah, no, it's out. like send, send super chest now, or Get the fuck out. the chat room. <laughs> right. Right. Jason. Whoa. Right.
1: No, what? you went to a weird place, uh, and now now they're just uh, everything I just said that just uh, was cutting to that fucking asshole. Uh, you just literally armed them with capitalism. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I've been watching a lot of Roka. Well, mean? yeah, <laughs> they're
0: they're. <laughs> I, get, I get on this super chat high when I watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It, it, it's 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 a bit ridiculous. You know, I mean? hundred
0: Sammies. Whoever sends a hundred Sammies right now, yeah. we will we will we will.
2: Uh, what will we do? What will we do?
0: We'll send you pics of bestman's tongue. <laughs> yeah,
2: you, you will have nightmares based off of yeah. what it looks
1: like. <laughs> you,
0: will. you will. Yeah. You think this is bad news? Just wait till you see what Besman. Well, here's to deal with.
1: here's the uh, the uh, thing though, and like I I think that it, if you just want to be a reasonable person, if you want to be a try to be the best person you can be and a and a fan of things. You don't go after i mean if somebody's saying something like utterly egregious like you know whatever uh something really terrible then yeah you they should be named but if a fan is talking about an idea that you don't like you don't go make a youtube video about them exposing them for their shit because you know that's just about you leading a targeted harassment campaign against somebody that's that's literally what your goal is in that and that's fucking shitty like, it's shitty, it's not fair. It would be like, you know, if Will Morgan, I love you, Will, so I'm going to pick on you. But it's like, all of a sudden, Will Morgan's like, oh, I think The Last Jedi is a bad movie. And I'm like, oh, let me make a video about this guy or go go do tweets and TikToks about it. It makes you a shithead. By all means, uh, the idea, the concept, attack it all you want. But I, I do think when you, when you go out after a fan of the same thing that you're a fan of, because you don't like the fucking truth, that's fucking bullshit and then the idea that bespin bulletin who is covering the news of the day as it is being made that does not make him complicit in any kind of political action whatsoever that's you being a fucking idiot and a fucking asshole that's all that it is at the end that that's it you're a fucking loser who can't do anything on your own you can't get attention in a way that makes you happy doing what you like to do. So therefore, you must cut down others fucking work. You must cut down all of the stuff that they do and go after them because you're a fucking loser. And I know for a fact, the number one guy who's doing this right now would not fucking do it to my face because he's a fucking coward. He would not at all. He's a fucking pussy. And, and that's all that he will ever be. And, and it's fucking embarrassing when you're like a 50-year-old dude going on TikTok going after people about Star Wars content. What a fucking man, baby. You're as bad as the right-wingers you make fun of. You are as pathetic as those people. It's, it's fucking embarrassing. It's fucking stupid. It's just so fucking yeah. tiring.
0: Bespin's, Bespin's had to hide out in a wet field for you people, right? What do you What do you give him? What do you give? Them? Who else here has done that, Jason? Like you, you hung out in a parking garage with a coffee. You, you were like you were like George Lucas on the prequel sets, just sitting there comfortably. But Bespin, well, he's out in.
1: He was out in the real world right Getting the, the results, uh the uh funny you know? thing is is that the, the, the <laughs> fucking guy one of the guys who's out there doing it right now is like please jason can i be on your podcast network it would really help me and then and now he's like mm, i'm gonna go after people what i'm not even gonna say his fucking name i won't give him the fucking listen the I, fucking,
2: I, again mm-hmm? it, it, you know it's not everybody in the fandom of course not it's like you know when we of course the reason they come on this show is because i obviously you two are my friends and that's yeah. the, the biggest incentive um and the people in the chat and are, are always great they're always nice people same thing with Sana and his chat as well you know and, so, we, and we
0: have compromising best so he's
2: sort of obligated right yeah right. rob also pays me five dollars a month to do some work on. I, I do i actually pay him. So, i pay him so um yeah i don't know like that so I, I don't really interact that much on social media or whatever else anymore with star wars stuff not because i dislike star wars i love star wars it's my favorite franchise but i have to try and keep it in a bubble you know yeah. like with just friends or whatever so like today like i said i had all these friends texting me throughout the show being like eh, all these people on twitter are coming for you blah 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 like all this stuff and i'm like listen i'm not even doing shit like you read the article, yeah. like which most of the, you know the vast majority. This happened similarly, like in the summer, where I was like, uh, "The SAG strike. What does you know? What does it mean for Star Wars?" And then you had all those people who didn't read anything, just trying to come for it. And it was like, and again, they're doing it today. And it's not even my report. It's World of Real that has covered it because they have exclusives, not pertaining to Star Wars necessarily, but in general that are correct and have been. And then today, if you read the article, I think the article is fair. I'm not saying mm-hmm. world of real are 100 percent right. I say that just because they are good in the area of the field doesn't mean they can come to the Star Wars when and be right it doesn't. Well, but but, but, but so Bespin he here's right.
1: here's Bespin. Why didn't you go check the political affiliation of this man before you covered him? Yeah. Oh, I mean, are you are you crazy? I mean it, that's I mean but that's that's the kind of like goalpost moving that these idiots do. But it's, but
2: it's not even you that. Know, it's just like it's, people on Twitter going like. They doing it for clickbait and for ads yeah. and for, to make I don't even have Twitter Blue, but to make Twitter Blue money and all this stuff. And I'm like,
1: yeah, you don't I, have it.
2: Like I make fuck all from doing this. Like yeah. I make so little from doing any of this. Like Makes
0: five bucks a month.
2: I yeah, like I <laughs> I can I confirm. don't. I make hardly anything from from doing this. I never really have made much from ever doing it, and you know. It, I've always said before in the past that like I've dabbled in the idea of like a, a prolonged break or like an exit,
1: mm-hmm. and it's
2: just like because and again, it's not the fandom, it's not all the fandom most people are nice, like it's just the you know the cesspool on like certain sites, and it's like you know it's just encourages like why why even be part of it? Why give people the news of just going to become a fan, yeah. essentially or you know like I don't know, like I don't think I've done anything wrong today.
1: I've no, you you, like, you 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 covered the wrong. news. You 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 covered the news. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. There was there was no exclusive information in your report that I can recall. No, there was no. nothing. But but no. at the same time, they have not discredited the report either. So the one thing that you could have done wrong was, as an editor, picked a piece of dog shit to cover. But there is absolutely no evidence at this moment that you've done that. And that they are dog shit and they're not dog shit. So it's uh, it's it's once again, it's these people trying to use you to get validation because they're fucking pathetic. Mm-hmm. They're lame. They suck. They're bored. They don't get validation and attention in life. And then they want it through this, but they don't know how to do it in a way that doesn't come down to attacking others. And that's just that's just what it is, and it's it's nothing you can do about it. That's why, like, like um, Shogun says, sounds like Jason's got a personal beef. Uh, no, I don't actually have like a personal like. I ignore this person all the time. I get more more mad when I see other people getting picked on by it. That's actually when I get more more angry. Yeah, we defend
0: our, our friends when they're when they're wrongfully maligned. You know, and, unlike you, like yeah. you cowards. No, 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 no right
1: and on. and if and if <laughs> no, but and if, and if best has been fucked up today. We would be ribbing him we playfully. Would clowning, it would be hilarious. Yeah. We'd be clowning on him for it. If it was like, you know, but at the, at, at the same time, I mean, like when, when we're doing what we do, we report on the, the, as accurate as we can, the truth as often as we can and, uh, or, you know, every single time that that's, but when it's somebody else's thing, you're like, oh, I'm thinking this must have some merit to it, but that's, that's one of the things as an editor that you must do that's that's why you know when you see like oh people are saying you know the ray movie is offensive to this and that and there's like one guy on twitter that's a bad editorial decision i would make fun of Bestman if he did that too you know what i mean like at the same Edna time
0: literally wears a red hat and we trust his ass every year to come down our chimney and give us
1: yeah <laughs> right come on yeah yeah but um but anyways uh yeah like i said we we this person one of them anyways i i've ignored for like two years three years now and it's like it's just them trying to trying to become a, a valid person when they're not they don't have anything to offer and they haven't since the 1990s but, when they yeah, got hired just, just, to, to 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 scribble a fucking dumb article in a in a magazine about star wars once it's fucking. it's just, they're, it's it's
2: just so it's so frustrating on many levels only because like, like i I don't think I've done clickbait, like, ever really. You yeah. know, I don't think, like, any exclusive information I've had, I usually share with you, and we discuss it, trying to get it more backed up through, like, possibly your sources or wherever else. We, we always do the work and the due diligence on a story, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. anytime I've done an exclusive, it's like, okay, like, there's work that's gone into it, and then you and I, we've built up reputations of being reliable because of that information that we, we've got correct over the years. And then... On top of that, when I cover like an outlet, you know, it's that's what I do. Like I cover the Star Wars news, and I try and make it more informed. So, I, like in this one, I added all the details from mm-hmm. the past Snyder reports. I used quotes from you from last week when you had your own update on the Stephen Knight project, and try and I never really force my own opinions in there. And whichever which way, I just leave it as you know, my is in there. You know, when I say I'm the destroyer of joy. Wherever, whatever like of course like but you're
1: allowed you wrote the fucking cool. article but, look
0: what? i did i did journalism in high school for 3 years right i'm an expert
1: okay it's i got a letter from this what i didn't i didn't <laughs> i got my <laughs> i letter jason I, I, I know lettered. nerd <laughs> All right. well, were you on were you on book too you geek uh,
0: no no we we didn't get along with the yearbook people uh oh, fuck <laughs> these guys. But so, yeah but
2: it's so like yeah. ridiculous cuz it's like we've built a reputation of being reliable that's what people follow and you know respond to us and then you cover the news, and it's like, so it's not your, it's not your report, it's not your exclusive, and then people attack you for it, and it's like, well, I'm just covering what was already out there from an account that I consider reliable. Like I said, we don't cover re- accounts that we d- don't think of that have a bad reputation. You know, and it's just, just all these things at multiple levels, of like, wh- you know what I mean? Like, what am, what am I doing this wrong? What am I doing this so offensive? I, know, but I understand that people don't like spoilers, and I told you a spoiler for Ahsoka. Or something i understand that you can get i understand why your friend is that but like i don't get it when it's just like yeah we're covering the news If you click the article and read that from me covering this person and i even say in the article just because they're good in one field doesn't mean they're good in another so i don't you know what i mean i i, I really
1: you, don't oh know. dude dude you, once again there's about a 90 percent chance that these people think indefinitely delayed means it's never happening and it's canceled and right, that when yeah. in, in in a in a year or two when they pick back up and it goes into production, then they're going to call has you it. Has, you it I mean? has it been, no, it been has, no. greenlit? You know what I mean. Been
0: greenlit? No, no, it <laughs> was it was not greenlit. Um, are you certain?
1: Yeah, no, there's, there's there's a good chance that it that it, that's exactly what we are dealing with because you know they liked some video game and uh, indefinitely delayed was their way of not admitting it was done and that they were just done. But with with Star Wars, they always use indefinitely delayed, obviously, because nothing's ever, you know, concepts Rogue Squadron. It's fucking canceled. That shit's canned. It ain't happening, but it it's also going to uh, happen someday. So that's why they'll just always say it was indefinitely delayed. In this instance, though, I believe that the usage of indefinitely delayed was correct. Oh, and, yeah, yeah and, absolutely. And, and even without them, even without that, though, just the fact that Mandalorian and Grogu was announced confirms it
2: and his lead in the slate <laughs> yeah his lead in and... the slate and the next star wars movie dated is may 22nd 2026 right so chances are it's gonna fall on that date which we believe is when ray would fall mm-hmm. but if it hasn't got that's a date saying. do they really indefinite.
0: think that two fucking movies were coming out the same weekend like that's been my whole yeah like this is yeah. not this isn't really, you know, I'm the first one to throw shade on fan math, but this is not. Right? Yeah, Star Wars is gonna market two separate Star Wars films for the same week. All right, yeah. folks. You know. I,
1: I... Yeah, and and like like you know, there's there's so what's happened though over the years when you have like your Cameron Pasha type guys going, there's a Lucasfilm Civil War, and I'm doing my voodoo magic to view John Favreau and Kathleen Kennedy's desk and that kind of bullshit that's what they're trying to equate your work with today as if as if you reported on that that's a fucking and it's it's uh it's an ocean of difference and the fact that they are trying to equate the two just shows how they woke up today and they're like a little bit like oh man i don't feel so good about me oh man i wish i was part of the story i wish people were looking at little old me today and then they they go and they fucking do it you know and, uh, and I, I know I, I could tell at this point the difference between when somebody does something because they want to spark the conversation and they want to set the tone about what we're talking about today in the Star Wars game and the yeah. people that and- want to point, make it a mirror where they are looking at themselves, looking at their belly button, fingering it, navel gazing yeah. That's in your book, about. people
0: just put their friends in the fucking book, right, Jason.
1: Journalists, right?
0: The school mm-hmm. newspaper. We get actual news. We go out there and get the real facts. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's how that's it fair. works.
1: Yeah. 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 Well, but real Ben Maynard says, I think people are missing the fact that it was not even his exclusive he was reporting on. It was the 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 world of will, uh, real. And I don't don't get what's on with these people. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the whole thing, but they don't care because they're willing to throw somebody else under the bus because validation it's a fucking sickness it, it truly right. is it just can, is. can
0: we can we talk about one more thing before we go can yeah we talk about can we pivot to one last thing here okay can i can i can i share something with you people because i think this is really important all right are you
1: lactose like intolerant
0: yeah. no we need to talk about harlan Allison.
1: Okay. Oh no, <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. I don't we care. Harlan Ellison is
0: oh. camera. We need to no. hear the legal air here, folks.
1: Bestman, save me. Help me, Bestman. No, no, no. <laughs> Bestman, can no, you make no, up a no, report no. about how no. <laughs> Rob perished this morning in a lawnmower accident and froze no, to death need, in the front
0: yard? We need to talk about facts here because I don't really I know I, I just I just want to go down the uh <laughs> Best Look, you every best time man. I bring up James Cameron, someone has to go, oh, Harlan Ellison sued him because this acknowledgement to the works of Harlan Ellison appears in the movie The Terminator. And I want to explain to you how all this happened. Uh, the the website James Cameron Online, right, which, <laughs> which was the guys I used to do this podcast with, uh, a guy named David Brennan, cover this in extensive detail, extensive detail over the Harlan Ellison bullshit shakedown lawsuit to Orion. Uh, and when she got paid $400,000 and got a credit on the Terminator. But Harlan Ellison himself, right? And I can read this whole article too. And I, I actually would like to, but I think Jason would probably put his head through a wall. Um, <laughs> basically comes down to, uh, here's the story. The, the story is called The Soldier. I'm going to read this little excerpt right here. And we can go over the actual shots. In the 2009 book, The Futurist, Cameron finally vented on the issue. It was a nuisance suit that could easily have been fought. I expected Hemdale and Orion to fight for my rights, but they abandoned me. The insurance company told me I didn't agree to the settlement. They would come after me personally for the damages if they lost the suit. Having no money at the time, I had no choice but to agree to the settlement. Of course, this was a gag order as well, so I couldn't tell the story, but now I frankly don't care. It's the truth. Harlan Ellison is a parasite who can kiss my ass. <laughs> okay. Is
1: he dead? He's dead, right? Uh, yeah, he's he's dead, dead. yeah, he's dead.
0: But but <laughs> this was written before he was dead. So these guys knew yeah. about the bullshit litigious nature of Harlan Ellison at this time. And I'm not I'm not speaking to the quality of him as a writer. Harlan Ellison was a brilliant writer. But there was a reason why he pissed off everyone he ever worked with and why he's not brought up in the same vein as, say, an Isamov and a Ray Badbury. Because his peers generally didn't fucking like him. And here's why. Now let's take a look at the basic mo- story of the soldier, right? So this oh, Hold on, one second. say it was uh,
1: uh, uh, okay. a higher up at at Disney that I know just told okay. me, gave me a thumbs up on that article in general. Okay. So Best I want to bring this up. validated. Bestbin is validated so, okay, as far as I am concerned. we
0: want to bring up the you know we got to go well, back well, now. Well, because quote we'll, tweet
1: we'll, it. we we well, tweeted. tweet it. Say
2: you know
0: I'm going to bring this up somewhere. because uh okay, okay, great, great. great. Ellison says the incident started like this. Who cares about
1: Ellison? Why are we talking about Ellison, Rob? What's happening? We gave you an an hour and a half.
0: All right? An hour and a half we gave you to this. So, because Will (laughs) Vent and Will Morgan wants to go, it's the soldier and demon with the glass hand. It isn't, Will. You just remember this because people tell you this stuff. But I'm going to bring you actual facts. Because we're here about facts, right, Jason? Ellison says the incident started like this. This is Harlan Ellison's own words. Before Terminator came out, I began to hear from people. Gee, there's this script that they're going to shoot, and it reads an awful lot like your script for Soldier. The Soldier script that Ellison is referring to is one of two teleplays he wrote for the anthology series, The Outer Limits. The okay. second script he wrote for that series was called Demon with a Glass Hand. Ellison continues, now Soldier had been available on video cassette for many years. Demon with a Glass Hand had won all the awards, but Soldier was right there in popularity. He doesn't actually, But he goes on to say that uh, Demon with Glass Hand is not part of that suit and never had a thing to do with uh, how he felt he was ripped off. So not demon with the glass hand. It's bullshit. Now, the basic thing comes down to the story of the soldier right here. Now, let's take a look at the basic story for Soldier, here's a quick synopsis offered by Wikipedia. Blah blah blah. 1800 years in the future, two foot soldiers clash on a battlefield. Wait, wait, t- two feet? Like like little guys? Like little tiny two guys? Two foot soldier. Yeah, yeah, from the Foot Clan. A random energy weapon strikes both, and they are hurled into a time vortex. While oh, I hate one that. soldier is trapped in the matrix of time, the other, Neo? Carlo Cloburgini materializes Who, on a city street in the year 1964. Carlo is soon captured and interrogated by Tom Kagan, a, philo- a philologist, and his origin is discovered. Carlo has been trained for one purpose, fighting, and that's all he knows. Progress is made in taming him. Eventually, Carlo lo- comes to live with the Kagan family. But by the time Eddie's holding Eddie's the enemy soldier slowly weakens, he finally materializes fully and tracks Carlo to the Kagan home. In a final hand-to-hand battle, Carlo sacrifices his life to kill the enemy and save the Kagan family. In that entire synopsis, merely one sentence parallels the Terminator the terminator carlo Cablani materializes on a city street in the year 1964 that's it by harlan's own admission, 84 64. the similarities What's the between the two stories are the very beginning that's it mm-hmm. he says and here's what he says but if you took the first three minutes of the terminator they are not only similar but exact the first three rob, minutes.
1: rob is just killing the show i'm just watching it die yeah i'm just yeah, watching that's what you, I'm, you that's what I'm trying just you got your boot to, on the neck cool of, the sh- of the show it's a good
0: a good cooldown. it's a good cooldown so uh yeah yeah that's it that's it there ain't there ain't no romance uh kyle and sarah there ain't no humanity Unborn humanity will save I'm, the war i'm bringing no the chat. cyborg, there's no this endoskeleton the there's no liquid metal nothing it's bullshit it's a bullshit suit and harlan fucking sued another thing right before he died a movie I, just hope, I just hope i just
1: hope james cameron doesn't die broke now
0: huh i know I know, I, right i know i know well far, from, just, far from that have look at the end of the day right you guys can go read the fucking facts here right i'll send the link there you go yeah, there, yeah, there's there we the go. facts. We there's can, the
1: facts buddy we can right? just do that oh you send it everywhere yeah. You, you're, you're yeah nuts. send it
0: everywhere they're all getting it. they're all getting <laughs> that fucking facts right there right and i'm just tired <laughs> of it because awesome. harlan ellis because this litigious nature of our fucking like, like, there's real times to sue over bullshit. Like when uh, Eddie Murphy stole Coming to America from the screenwriter, that was mm-hmm. legit. Or mm-hmm. that time Pixar stole it. The, little green, it the Little Green Monster from from Cool Daddy Roth, right? Which you mm-hmm. pro- you probably don't know about. That was a real fucking thing. This is bullshit. This is a total bullshit fucking. Rick, Colin says James well, Cameron true. fucked
1: my mom and told me he got the idea that's from true. Harlan Ellison. No,
0: that's true, but he but only when he was on mushrooms. Okay, that's okay. how that that's how that works. So. Wait,
1: am I James Cameron? Whoa,
0: James she blew my yeah, mind. Well, like I said, yeah. Just listen to her. I did. They quote him fully in the in the article. Will, you're the only person who's misinformed, nutball. Nut so
1: you know, I'm sitting with Will on this one i think ellison had a had a, had a case yeah, yeah I, <laughs> no, just, no, is, I think
2: isn't will following up a thing he said earlier that rob does sound like ellison <laughs> Was that what he said he said earlier that he sounds like Rob. i would
0: never like look i agree with ellison's take on star wars darth Vader can go suck an egg i, I agree with that that all being said mm-hmm. think, mm-hmm. like like saying hey I got. I wrote a story in which some uh, some soldier went through time and something happened. Is not enough to fucking go around suing people and winning. You know, it's just because he had the name Harlan Ellison. Production companies were afraid to go into court over it and just would settle out. He learned he can do that, and that's paved. That's helped pave the way for a lot of bullshit since then. You know, I mean, our courts are constantly in the U.S. You know, out there in the U.K. they, they actually can't. There's frivolous lawsuit laws out in different countries, but here. You can just bankrupt somebody by dragging them into court for no other reason, even if you intend to lose it. You just, your whole goal is to bankrupt them by taking them to court. And that's sort of Harlan's threat. He wanted to bankrupt the upcoming filmmaker just because he could get some money out of a studio rather than go write a new fucking story. So, like, that's a real fucking problem, you know? Like, and I don't know how, what, he gets a pass at it because what he wrote fucking the best episode of Star Trek it gives a shit, you know?
1: He wrote Star Trek.
0: Uh, he wrote the city on the edge of tomorrow, the oh, one okay. episode in on the OG trilogy. Everyone, even then, Harlan hated what they did with this. Like, like, but he wrote the best episode of Star Trek. Well, fucking Harlan hated what they did with this story. Mm. Harlan was just a cantankerous fucking dude, you know. Like, he'd yeah. make a great movie. Like, a great movie could be made from Harlan Ellison because he was really char- charismatic in that way. But he was okay. a real fucking pain in the ass, you right. know. And oh. James Cameron didn't steal shit from him. So there you go.
1: Well, I'm You're now right. officially just going to ban the word Harlan Ellison from ever just coming up in the chat again. Yeah. <laughs> look, 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 Jason, Jason,
0: yeah. Ray is nobody. All right. <laughs> Actually, for as concerned, concerned,
1: far as I'm concerned, she's a big old nobody. Ray, Ray is that's... no
0: movie. How about that?
1: <laughs> well, you see, what you have to understand is we reported this on this story today. Because we were like, oh, you know what, Ray's t- Ray said something. It's time to let the men talk. Let's make a Mando movie. That's that's where we all came from, right? That's the implication, Charlie. The implication. Um, Terminator is just Book of Joel from the Bible. <laughs> okay, okay, you lost. Okay, Will, Will, leave him alone, Will. Please, Will. I have to live with this guy. Uh, and, he, he, and Will, you can get do to go, was... Will. You get to leave. He comes to Fortnite now and it won't stop, Will. Please, Will. For for uh-huh. me. Yeah. Please, Will. But alright, guys, we did. Can we get it. a Harlan
0: we... Ellison skin for Fortnite? Can
1: Man.
2: We... No. No. So, can we like we go get just... a sticker in the chat of Harlan Ellison? <laughs> like can we make those? I also have the Saturday one where he's like, you know, where he's stressed the fuck. Out because oh, he has it? to listen to you and Rob Dog. You know? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. All right, everybody. There he is. There he is. We love you, Santa. Alright, everybody. Um we'll be back tomorrow. If if anything if any breaking news happens that this develops in any If other, I make you know, up. Yeah, if 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 Bestpin makes any bullshit up between now and then Best just to get you mad. Just to get you angry, you know but uh yeah you know i don't know i guess i'll have to go find a youtube channel that, that could explain star wars to me all right i'll see everybody tomorrow bye bye guys thanks for thanks for joining us today Bestman and rob yeah carl and Allison. Yeah,
2: that's
0: right except go. i agree with the star wars takes. i agree with them there nope so pra- nope. praise harlan Allison. nope
1: this there this is the internet there's no room for <laughs> subtlety you're either all right or all wrong all right or all huh. wrong rob all right all wrong huh. Huh. pick pick out you got Rob you on the side